0: relax and get set to travel back in time here's joey thank you todd and welcome to another edition of celebrity
1: interviews with me joey mitchell today we take a look back at a guy who i think is so talented and he was discovered at the age of two and a half i'm talking about rudy gatlin of the Gatlin brothers he was my in-studio guest and he spent almost a half hour joking around with myself and Mike Ramey, my newsman. Mike was a big fan of the Gatlin Brothers and wanted in on the interview. I said, come on, join me. And we did. We had a fabulous time with Rudy, who was able to recapture how the Gatlin Brothers got started, what their first hit record was. And most importantly, I asked him about the fact that country music was really changing. And a lot of country music stations wanted nothing to do with the previous stars. People like The Gatlin Brothers, Merle, Willie, Barbara Mandrell, they just wanted new acts. I told Rudy we played his music, and then I asked him, does it bug you that other stations don't? I think you'll be surprised by his answers. Rudy was in Sacramento to help open the new Gatlin Brothers Music City Grill in downtown, and that's why we got to enjoy him sitting in with us in studio rather than just on the phone. Here's the interview with the legendary... Rudy Gatlin. You,
2: of course, have your incredible club downtown, which is doing so, so well. Good. Thank you. We, we are so proud of you guys picking Sacramento. For those of you who don't know, Rudy Gatlin is visiting us as a, I'm sorry, for the time two weeks ago where we started at 6 a.m. saying they'd be here and he was on a flight already out of state.
3: <laughs> I had to get back and do it. I was doing a show in Branson.
2: Where's the brothers today? Uh, <laughs> Larry is in Mogadishu. What? That's a joke. Why is Larry in Mogadishu a USO deal? Oh, wow, that's over... dangerous. I mean, yeah, that is he dangerous. Is, he is.
3: Well, let's see. I'm in Sacramento. Steve's in Nashville. Larry's in Mogadishu. <laughs>
2: it's a close <laughs> family, you guys. <laughs> that's bizarre. Yeah, the USO. It's, it's somebody I don't know. Little history on you uh, and the and the fellows. They range in age. This is in, incredible. is There's a four-year separation between you and Larry, and a two-year separation with you and Stephen. You're the youngest, right? And you start when when Larry's seven years old, Steve's four, and you're two, two and a half. And what was the first public appearance? Where were you?
3: Uh, we were in Abilene, Texas, doing what? Uh, it was a talent show. We just—it probably was. Uh, <laughs>
2: he probably doesn't even remember. He can't remember. It. I you don't know, know how, that how that happened. That was
3: long. That was that was twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah. was—we was, won. Uh, you know, we won some talent. Contests there, and we sang on a TV and radio show. Slim Willett, I don't know if you remember uh, Slim Willett, but he wrote Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes, Don't Let the Moon Break Your Heart. Oh, he, I love that. He was a big or somewhat star in the mm-hmm. 50s, and he got off the road and went back to his hometown of Abilene, Texas, and had a little radio and TV show. And we won a couple of contests around there. Of course, there wasn't much competition in the two, four, and six division, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: kinda, we were pretty much a lock. handle, you know? but you harmonized even at that age. Yeah. I mean, it, so it came kind of natural. Did mom and dad help you at this? Or?
3: They did, basically. But uh, were they
2: kind of pushing you guys towards this? No, you?
3: no, they didn't really. You know, we just mom would hop on the piano and we'd start singing. Really? You
2: know, it was just God-given talent. That's all there is to it. Because you know? I have said, and I'm not saying this because you're good. here that you are the greatest harmonizing group in country music. I've always said that. I mean, you guys just harmonize. Well, it gives you that. goosebumps when you do that. You know, one thing I've always wanted to know, how much did the Beach Boys, I, were you guys always doing country? Because the Beach Boys, I, I kind of always associated the Gatlin sound with the way that the Beach Boys harmonized.
3: Well, We used to like to listen to the
2: B. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Beach Boys or the BG? What What'd you say? The Beach Boys. Oh, Beach just, the Beach Boys. I'm sorry, I went right into my BGs. <laughs> yeah, no. The Beach Boys, no. He we... the Beach Boys when you sing, but he's under heavy medication. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you, don't, uh, and this, you don't you don't cafe feel, Mocha, you, don't feel <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel influenced by the beach boys in any way do you no uh, uh, all right that really, settles that okay the beatles Next question. the beatles were the
3: ones that kind of no, pushed really, these guys forward our, well we we didn't listen to a lot of pop music and rock and roll music it was kind of forbidden mm-hmm. in our household we grew up listening to gospel you know, the Southern-style gospel quartet singing like the Blackwoods and brother, uh, Blackwood Brothers and the Staceman Quartet. We toured with them out here some in California when we were kids. And those were our heroes. And you talk about some guys that could sing. Yeah. You know, the four guys that stand up there and just mm-hmm. sing. Yeah. That gospel harmony. Those were uh, See, those groups back in the 60s were as, as popular as the Amy Grants right. are today. Mm-hmm. They were like... Idols, mm-hmm. they were heroes. They were like as big as you can get, mm-hmm. and they sang real good together. And, and my mom and dad said, "Yes, here are the records." We went to their concerts. Sing like these guys, ah, and that's so you know, naturally you just evolve and into when this. When my honey. sister came along, I have a younger sister. We made a quartet. And that's really... Uh, we, we knew we knew about, you know, the Beatles and the Beach Boys and things
2: like but that. But that wasn't the band. And the bee But... Uh... <laughs> so it's the early 70s. Larry goes off on his own. He meets Dottie West. Right? He went to work with Dottie. Uh, well, he went to work with the Imperials. See,
3: the Imperials were also a gospel wow. quartet. Mm-hmm. See, Elvis, he used a, a male a gospel Four male vocals. He wanted that. He wanted that male, that big lowdown right. uh, singer. J.D. Sumner was a bass singer, and he liked that harmony behind him. Because when he cut some of his old records, there's a gospel group out of Nashville that went to Memphis and did all the vocals. Is that the Jordanaires? The Jordanaires. Right. See? So they were gospel singing right. group. Well, the Imperials, the Imperials were a gospel singing group, and right. they were doing the backup for Elvis at the Hilton in Vegas. Uh huh. The baritone singer left. Larry went out and auditioned did not get the part but went across the street and to the landmark and did the jimmy dean dotty west show she
2: sees him bingo wow that's how takes I- him to nashville the next thing you know he's with combine music and monument records if i remember right mm-hmm. writing songs and, and uh, these are the people that are handling chris Christofferson, mm-hmm. roy Orbison, dolly really? parton we had made a little tape over over at uh dotty's house
3: and Chris heard it. Dottie took Larry by one of Christofferson's sessions at Monument, and Chris said, "Hey, Dottie, you got them, got that tape of them. there, kids that have gotten them kids." I can't do That's it. a I good Christofferson.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> I can't do it as well. And uh, so Larry flew to Dottie's house, yeah. picked up the tape, yeah. and came back and played it for Fred Foster, Christofferson's producer. Bingo! That led to the
2: contract with Monument. Incredible.
3: And that got the ball rolling, in, uh, and the first years. record. The first big hit record was broken
2: later. And we play your music all the time, Rudy. Well, I want you to know, know that. I
3: know you do that. Yes. And let me tell you. A this quick
2: radio thing. station does.
3: A quick little story. You've been here nineteen years. Okay. It was either you or who? Don Langford. Don Langford.
2: I was our program director. Is he still time. here? Is he? No, no. He's in the program director uh... The holding booth. He's in the bullpen now, waiting for another gig. But go ahead. You guys,
3: we had a little record out. About six or seven, eight years ago, called "Runaway Go Home."
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was a very I remember the story. You remember it was uh, Larry wrote it about a runaway. Runaway, go home. Runaway, go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even. It's been so long ago. They it wasn't a very popular record because it was a very heart wrenching, gut ripping, you know, about a runaway who mm-hmm. you know. Well, y'all played it, and they were we were getting some airplay around the country, mm-hmm. but you played it and kept playing it and a little girl called your radio station and called Don that's right and said I'm a runaway and tell the Gatlin's thanks for that song and thank you guys for playing it that's right because I called my mom today. she did yes, she, she was she inspired
2: sure and and she went home because of you guys and God well, knows she may have saved her life
3: thank the good Lord for the song and the recording and for you guys playing it you remember
2: that yes well, we've been on your music a lot because Country music obviously has changed, man. And so many stations are just playing the seven artists. you know which ones I mean? The Garths, the Rebas, the... Uh, the mm-hmm. Does that kind of bother you guys? I mean, that there are so few stations that are playing the classics and the Barber Mandrells and the George Joneses?
3: Well, it's not so much that as, uh, as it is... I don't think that uh, country music is as limited... It's very limited now. Yeah. Back when we were hot, or however hot we were, look who else was hot. The Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Daniels. Mm-hmm. Alabama. Waylon Willie. Waylon Willie. Ann Murray. Beautiful. Uh, Dolly.
2: Barbara, Barbara Mandrell.
3: All the, you know, and then you had, It, would, it look at the breadth and the mm-hmm. spectrum of the music. Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. It's basically.
2: And for God's sake, these people aren't dead. They're not even old. They're yeah. just. Being ignored, and that's what we're talking about. And you guys are cutting records on a regular basis, constantly. Well, we've. And slowed... is that the problem? You you go to radio stations and you get these twelve-year-old P.D.s or program directors who say, hey, "Man, I'm sorry, you're just not Garth Brooks." Yeah, yeah. And do you think it's going to turn around? Do you think finally these guys are going to burn out? These seven artists and people are going to say, "Give us back of the original, the, well, there's, the classics."
3: There's 3,700 to take their place. Yeah, there's, yeah. I, I flip through TNN and some other the CMTs stations and I see the, just. Videos of these new guys. I don't know how you guys keep up with them. There are a lot of new, and there are a lot of there's a lot of great talent out there, and some of them are going to be performing at our at our place, mm-hmm. the Gatlin Brothers Music City Grill. Uh, but there, oh gosh, there's so many of them. I don't know how you keep. I don't think there's going to be as many careers. As there were back when we were, you know. So you're saying one or two record here, guys yeah, in and out. They're, it's, they're going to be out of here.
2: But I've got to ask you, as a veteran, as a guy who's been around a while, as part of the Gatlin brothers, a legend, is there a lot of resentment among the pioneers who, you know, did so much for country music and now that it is something everybody wants to do and it's really hip and happening, that you guys are being ignored by so many stations? There, there might be some there. there, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if, it's, I don't know I think it's
3: resentment we we just had to think well we took somebody's place when we came along you know and and it happens you know somebody took Mickey's place mm-hmm. who was it you probably know mickey Mano, you in mean center, yeah in center yeah. field yeah. somebody you know you get to a point and and then you go do some other things and somebody there's always someone there to take your place that is the way of life we have recognized that i hope that other that our fellow artists recognize that too And uh, they're not, I hope they're not bitter or resentful, but you can't, when you cut a good record. Yeah. And we did. We cut some really... We thought we were recording the best
2: records we'd ever cut the last five years. And you are not even listening. And could not get them played. That's when the reason... Because yeah, we didn't because, wear a hat. and, we, and yeah, there was It's little, not somebody taking your place. It's you're getting pushed aside yeah, for no reason. If, we weren't, than, cut, if yeah. we
3: weren't cutting good records, we weren't singing good, or if we weren't playing good, man, we were singing our tails off.
2: Well, thank goodness for K-R-A-K-A-M and the fact we play your stuff. Absolutely. And there's a lot of stations like us around here. Yeah. We're called Real Country. It's 8.54. We'll be back in a second with something you won't believe. It's something that the Gatlin brothers want to give you a chance to win, and it's incredible. Stay tuned. We're back with details on K R E K A. M. after this. It is 8.58 at Rio Country, 1140 krak Our in-studio guest is Rudy Gatlin. He finally made it. The plane landed, and he's back, and that's kind of cool, and was bearing gifts, too. Croissants. Croissants. I feel so so French. So French. Got some cafe (laughs) mocha.
3: A lot of old boys from Odessa, Texas don't drink (laughs) cafe
2: mocha. You just say those words over there will beat you up, won't they? Yeah. You say croissant, they smack you. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. You've got something special you're going to give away. This is so cool. Tell me about this vehicle. It's a car, you guys. I'm
3: giving away my car. My uh, 1980 450 SLC. That's a Mercedes-Benz Yes, it's, the, it's got, well, it's not the two seaters, the SLC it has a little seat in the back. Wow. I bought this car in 1980, brand new. Uh huh. What color? Champagne gold. Oh. Chocolate interior. Oh. It is, and I put some seat covers on it, some like lamb skin, sheep. Don't uh, be careful how you lamb say that. I, I said it wrong once and yeah. lost a job.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: seat covers. And uh, we took those off and had it detailed and everything. And it's in really great condition. I've taken real good care of it. Why are you giving this away? Well, I bought it right after we had all the gold in California. Ah. That was the first real money I'd ever had. And I said, I'm going to go buy me a real car. (laughs) And by golly, I did. And I've had it. We are... I thought, man, what better way to, you know, raise some money. Yeah. Uh, You know, our restaurant is packed jam full of... Memorabilia. Uh-huh. I said, I was sitting at the house one day and said, "Boy, have I got an item for you." It. My wife put this together. Uh-huh. Kim was responsible for getting all the memorabilia, like uh-huh. the, the the blue jeans from uh, Alan Jackson that he signed, 31 38s. My, My God. God, his legs go to the top of that. And his store. waist is 31.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's my length. <laughs> yeah,
3: turn that thing around, and I wear I'm working on 38s, 31s. But we got gold records, we got outfits, we've got hats and boots from all our friends and uh-huh. music. And I was just thinking, boy, have I got an add for you, Kim? Yeah. She said, "What?" I said, "How about my car?" And she just started doing double backflips. Yeah. And she, well, she, one time, she put in a half twist. <laughs> she was really excited. And then I said, no, I'm just kidding. She said, that's a great idea. <laughs> Honey, you got to do that. I said, wait a minute. Where's my car? Yeah. That's my pride and joy. You know? And I got to thinking about it. I said, yeah, let's give it to the uh, the place and let them, uh, you know, do something with it to raise some money for somebody.
2: So yeah. they're raising money for a charity.
3: We're raising money for the Downtown Partnership District, uh-huh. a nonprofit organization which was formed by the downtown merchants uh-huh. and city officials and representatives and all that to... Uh, uh, to help, you know, they they the money goes for the what the arts and entertainment for the downtown area. Okay. And they're gonna basically this money's gonna go to bring in the carnival
2: uh-huh. across the street you can from hear America the, Live. Hear the promotions person. The Judith man. is the carnival. Yeah, the carnival is come on, stop
3: Rudy, I'm just finding this, all this. Yeah, I hadn't got all the details, but yeah. most of them enough of them to.
2: So, uh, so what people do is go down to the club, and they can get a ticket. What is it, a bucket ticket? Something's a bucket ticket. Yes. And that money all goes They're for this nonprofit organization for age money. Okay, right. for They're the arts. Have drawings
3: throughout the year and giveaways or something.
2: And if you can't get to the club, you can listen to us. Right. And starting in January, we're going to be asking trivia about you guys. That's right. And the people that have the right answers will be automatically eligible mm-hmm. to win this car. When's the drawing? Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah, I know why, because you're going to say, I'm going to memorize the way this car looks, my beautiful vehicle. And you will own the actual vehicle right. that Rudy Gatlin bought with the royalties from all the gold in California. That's, is it tough to say goodbye to this? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it was. Uh, that was my. And it's because you opened your big mouth and said to you, yeah, Cam, man. I'm just kind of kidding. Kidding. You
3: know? <laughs> she says, yeah, all right. it's out of here. <laughs> she hopped in the car.
2: And Women, I mean, with vehicles, they're tough. Rudy, congratulations on, uh, on all the wonderful things you're doing well, and you. on your incredible attitude about life. And uh, say hi to the bros for me. I will, Joey. Thank you so much for coming by. You've been great. I've enjoyed it. And uh, the best of luck in the new club. Thank you. And will you be back? Sure. Uh, you'll We're be gonna back. try
3: to come back on occasion. Okay.
2: Bring, on the thirtieth, you'll be here for the uh, for the drawing. We're I would imagine. i right? will I'm try to get back here for
3: that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get my
2: car. <laughs> Rudy Gatney, here's your chance to win <laughs> the official Mercedes, the <laughs> 1984 50 SLC Mercedes-Benz golden color. It, Just go yes. by there and get a ticket, or you can listen to us starting in January for your chance to win. God bless you. Merry Christmas, Rudy. Merry Christmas. 903 at KRAKAM Sacramento. The news
0: is next with Mike Ramey. Mikey, what's going on? That's all for today's episode of Celebrity Interviews with Joey Mitchell. Join us again next week for another well known celebrity that most likely only aired once on Joey's show until now. Now you can subscribe to the podcast at patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell Podcast. Patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell Podcast. And you'll never miss an episode or extras only available to subscribers. Please visit and like Joey Mitchell's podcast on Facebook and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.